0: Find a
1: location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey,
2: Chicago, what do you say? It's the CHGO Cubs podcast. Really tough one tonight. Cubs lose the opener to the St. Louis Cardinals on a beautiful night at Wrigley Field. Cubs back to eight and a half games back of first place after the Brewers and Reds both win today. Cubs now 12-2 and two against the National League Central. And all around, just a really tough game from the jump for Marcus Stroman, a really tough game for the offense. Once again, a lot of the same storylines were really riding that roller coaster again, Cody, and I, I hate to say it, but this was the game of the series you absolutely needed to have just based on the pitching matchup. And we're going to get into the details. Uh, great to see everybody hanging out. We appreciate it. Give us a like. Kevin Wells again sitting in for Luke Stuckmeyer tonight alongside Cody Del Mendo. This is a session for you guys tonight because if you're just as frustrated as we are watching that game, we understand it's, it's, it's hard. It's getting really difficult to watch this team lose games that they just need to have every game is crucial at this point. You don't need us to sit here and tell you that. You know that. But Marcus Stroman tonight, I know he didn't have good defense, but he didn't show up tonight. And the Cubs offense didn't show up tonight. Both can be true in a game that you just needed to have to kick off this four-game set, Cody. Yeah,
1: I would say this game was about as telling as it ever has been as to, like, just what, where the organization is right now, right? Mm -hmm. Like sure, I've I've I I've, I start flying the white flag on Monday after they lost to the, the get first game against the Nationals. But you know they were down to seven and a half um, in the division. Help! They were going into the game. They were six and a half back in the wild card. If they win tonight, they'd be six games back in the wild card at the very least. Um, but in a game they, you know, they needed to win. You got to you you. <laughs> you kind of it was it was just a very telling game of like where this team and organization is because this team's supposed to be built on pitching and defense and listen the pitching overall has been very good all season the defense has been pretty good all season but in basically the most important game of the year in terms of whether they're buying or selling you didn't get the pitching and you didn't get the defense tonight um, sure, the offense didn't show up, and that's even more frustrating considering they went up against Steven Matz, who's 0 and 7 with an ERA over 5 as a starter this year. So, Whoopty fucking do? I don't know. Like it, it, it was all bad tonight. Uh, the Cardinals it, it's just, tonight. It's just it was it was one of. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. No, no. it's just one of those things where it's like, and you kind of kept saying it on the couch. It's like. You needed to win this game. And these are the types of games that, like, kind of define a team, can kind of show, like, what kind of team you are, mental toughness, all this stuff. And you just come out there and really just lay an egg. And it's just – I'm not surprised anymore. I'm not frustrated. I'm just whatever. You know, like, some people are okay with it. Some people are probably happy they lost tonight because people – they want the Cubs to sell. Sorry, I think differently, but in terms of, like, how I wanted the season to go, we're at a point where, yeah, it just feels like that's what's going to happen unless they win the next three, and, you know, Milwaukee drops a few, uh, a handful of games this weekend. Like, they're going to definitely need some help, but I think this game was just about as telling as it ever was as far as, like, what this team is, and it's a sub below 500 team that will have peaks and valleys, and is just inconsistent, and... You know, based off roster construction in terms of how they decide who to roster on, on like who to put on the roster. That's within the organization. It seems like they're just unserious, you know. And that's just that's just where it is, man. Like I'm, right? I, I don't sound like I'm that frustrated or pissed off or whatever. And I'm sorry if that is bothering some of you, but like, I don't know what else to say to you guys anymore. Like. I had higher expectations for this year. I wanted meaningful games in September. And that doesn't even mean making the playoffs. I just wanted to, I, I, just, I didn't want the season to basically be, be over at the end of July. And that just feels like that's what it's going to be, unless a lot of these young guys come up and, you know, do some crazy shit, you know? Well,
2: and that's why it hurts so much right now, is because let, let's, let's look at this just cleanly quick. It's game one of four. Your playoff hopes are not dashed yet, although every game feels like a knife through the heart because of the importance of all of them. And being down eight and a half is no easy task to come back from. But it stings. Tonight stings. And the chat is blowing up. And everybody's angry because it's the Cardinals. They've been in the basement all season. They've kind of climbed back out of it. But you just have not been able to take advantage of games that you've been supposed to win. You brought up the London game. The the game on Sunday where Stroman also started a game you just need to have. This was another one that just for motivation purposes, for, you know, just having a good overall mental outlook on these games. The Cardinals are looking at this now like, hey, we just took out Stroman and the Cubs offense looked lifeless. We're going to carry a lot of momentum into these next three games. They're nine. They've won nine out of their last 11 games. They've come out of the all-star break red hot. We knew they weren't going to go away. But it stings right now, and it stings more because it's the Cardinals and because you've played better than them for most of the year, but yet in these situations, it's not there. And I want to talk a little bit about Marcus Stroman tonight because, listen, he has been awesome this season. There's no doubt about it. He's been one of the best pitchers in the National League this season. Yes, there was some bad defense behind him. Wisdom struggled at third tonight. I don't know his run saved at third this year, but I do know that he's been he's been a solid third baseman. He's not really made any glaring issues that I can really, that pop into my mind. He had a really rough night tonight, but as a pitcher, you have to be able to overcome that. You saw him overcome it with the double play ball to end, I believe the second or third inning, but he didn't work a clean inning tonight. The walks, the, pitch location the slurve was all over the place it was left it was right 0-2 home run to Walker I mean Stroman did not have it tonight I don't think it's a complete reflection of his whole season because you're right the defense was bad and that did lead to an unearned run and it does give a team like the Cardinals that's already come in with you know who's they've been hitting the cover off the ball the last week and a half it gives them more confidence to do that but we needed more from Stroman tonight period you needed more from him tonight. And it's 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 tough to say that because he's been so great this year, and it's not taking away from him, but you needed more from him tonight in a game that you absolutely needed to have against Steven Matz.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think – listen, he goes three and two-thirds. I, I lean more to blaming the defense behind him more than him because if Wiz – let's just go – and. And I'll explain why after we go over the plays, right? Sure. Yeah. Okay. First inning, he strikes out the first batter. Then second batter hits a slow one that gets past Stroman, and Morrell has to make a tough play. Can't field it cleanly. They call it a hit. Whatever. It was a very. It was a. It was a classic infield hit. Uh, then, I believe, uh, I want to say, the next guy. Gets on here. I'll just bring up baseball some on because I forgot. <laughs> uh, okay, so Goldsmith sh- singled, then Gorman hit a mm-hmm. line out. And so you have a guy on first with two outs, and then Arenado comes up and he hits it to wisdom. The ball goes past him, and because it's with two outs, Goldsmith's able to go from first to third. And so you have first and third with two outs. Then of course Contreras comes up, has the revenge game moment, whatever, uh, and hits and hits the double to drive in the first run. Mm-hmm. So again, if wisdom fields the ball, yeah, you're out of the you're end. out of the inning and yep. there's zero runs. Oh, and I that, agree. And that, yeah, and that changes the com- like it changes the feel of the game for sure. Or the feel of the game isn't like. You know, starting one, starting the game down one to nothing in the first inning, it's it's not a big deal for a team that's not struggling. But you know how this Cubs team is; it can be up and down, and and and, and, and in a way, it goes towards the mental, the lack of mental toughness on this team sometimes. But it, again, that's that's one run that should not have happened, right? Uh, second inning, Tyler he walks Tyler O'Neill. Okay, he had he walked four tonight, not great. He struck he strikes out Jordan Walker next, then. Paul Paul DeYoung comes up and hits it to Wisdom, and he overthrows Morrell at second base, and yeah, instead didn't. of getting a double play, <laughs> it pro, it prolongs the inning. And yeah. then he walks Nuke Bar, and then he gets the double play, and you get out of the inning. Still only one run, so he gets out of it like you said, right? But yeah, two walks that inning, he was which made him throw more pitches than he should have. So again, the pitch count was high one because of the walks and two because of the errors okay a lot so, of balls in play for the cardinals too tonight. right I but mean, like that's the thing stroman is, is that's yeah stroman. that's stroman yeah. right he gets a lot of soft contact anyway uh i think after that though you know uh that that i want to say it's the fourth inning double home run by walker fly out single single strikes out gorman then Arenado hits the double to drive in the two other guys. Then he walks Contreras and then a line out to end that inning uh, from Burleson. I, and I think after he walked Contreras, I think that's whenever um, David Ross had already decided to take him out. So, yeah, the walk, to me, the walks were Strowman's biggest problem tonight for sure. I mean, just that home run on the 0-2
2: pitch. Yeah. And I the mean, home run. You just can't – and, again – I'm not – this is not – people saying Strowman sucks in the chat. He does not suck, guys. No. Everybody's do a bad outing. You're playing in Major League Baseball. And he really wasn't horrible tonight. He just didn't give them enough in the game that you were really hoping he'd give you a little bit more in. And that, that's, all,
1: that's all we're trying to say. I'm not even saying that he pitched – I'm just blaming the defense behind him for really putting him in the position to give up these runs. It's the margin of error that they can't afford on this team. And again, this team's built on pitching and defense, man. Like you said that wisdom hasn't been that bad at third base this year. I, I think most of us would disagree in terms of, you know, yeah, yeah, I think I saw negative
2: five runs saved. I don't know if that's confirmed or not. We saw that in the chat from somebody again. I, I, when I when I say that I don't think wisdom has been that bad, I look at his strong throwing arm and certain things. I I don't know if, you know, I'm sh- he's not. We talked about this earlier. He's not a starting third baseman on a playoff caliber baseball team. We know that he's he's a DH man. Mm-hmm. He's a DH on a playoff caliber team. He's your backup third baseman. But guess what? Madrigal's hurt. The people saying Ross, no, wisdom needed to be in there tonight, and he struggled. He's he, yeah. That's, yesterday, that's everyone the, that's not Ross's fault. Like David <laughs> Ross, David Ross did yes, not lose this game. Yesterday, guys.
1: everyone was crying about Mastroboni yeah. being in the lineup instead of Wisdom, and now you're crying about Wisdom being in the lineup today when he was in there because he's facing a left-handed pitcher. I mean, exactly. This isn't on David Ross tonight. No, like, not if at you want to blame David Ross on this game tonight, then I think you've just been blaming David Ross for everything all season. Uh, And, you know, if that's your if that's what you want to do, fine. Like, I think it's soft and I think it's lazy, but whatever, whatever, whatever makes you happy, man. Uh, But the one thing I will say about Strowman though, is that the walks have kind of been a problem with him all season. If you just look at the game logs. He's. How many did he have tonight? He had four. Four? Yeah, that's four too many in, in less than four in And innings I'm pitched. trying yeah. to find, while we've been talking about this, I've been trying to find out, like, where he ranks among, like, the most, like, with the most walks in in the league this year. Let's get a look at the starting pitcher but, stats, too. While I'm looking that up, we, we can look at this,
2: yeah. Um, so, yeah, great outing for Mats tonight. Credit where credit is due. It's just unfortunate that you know the Cubs are coming off a high octane offense series against the Nationals, and really laid an egg. Only five hits tonight. Three of them from Jan Gomes. <laughs> I mean, that's that's not a recipe for success. And again, you don't need us to tell you that. That's just obvious, man. Five innings for Mats tonight. His ERA is four six seven. Three hits, only given up. He only walked one. He had six strikeouts. Stroman four walks, four strikeouts, seven hits. Three and two thirds. So, so, yeah, the upper hand to Matt's tonight. But mm-hmm. if if there is any silver lining to this, before I let you talk about a little bit more about this, is the Cardinals bullpen threw a lot of guys tonight. That bullpen already is one of the worst in baseball. They really, really struggle on the back end. Yep. Now the next three games, if you can, you know, start to chase Cubs have had real good success against Miles Michaelis. He's not the starter tomorrow. Flaherty is, but Michaelis will go uh, Saturday. These are going to be games now where this you could test this bullpen out a little bit and that's the spin zone tonight. There's yeah. my spin zone, there's my
1: positive spin zone. <laughs> you worked the bullpen a little bit tonight. Uh, our friend Brennan Miller in the chat he says 40th percentile walk rate for Stroman. And I am just looking at the standard numbers here like he he's walked someone in every single start this year. His first, even like whenever he was like started off the season hot, man, like he walked 3 batters in each of his first two starts of the year Um, tonight four. he he tied the most for the season with four tonight Um, he's only done that twice but like that's kind of the thing that he's been able to avoid like having issues with coming back to hurt him this year he has been able to get double plays in big moments when you need it he has been able you know keep the ball in the infield and get those and uh, get those the soft contact ground ball outs have been doing he's been doing a lot of that this year. Uh, but tonight it was one of those nights where that didn't happen, and um, yeah, it really hurt him, especially in that fourth inning. And so, you know, I do I I think anyone who thinks Marcus Strowman sucks, blah blah blah, like stop lying to yourself. Yeah. You want you want to scream into the YouTube chat and you know yeah, you're be frustrated. be pissed. Like I get it. Like I'm pissed too, man. Like yeah, I wanted this team to reel off, you know. Seven or eight in a row, and maybe you know maybe think differently in a week, but it's not going to happen and but he he has he he made the all star team for a reason this year, and it wasn't even because of fan voting like players and coaches voted him in so stop with that I just um, saw
2: up in the chat a little bit um, scroll up just a little bit more yeah from David Snyder sweeping the Cardinals reality check folks that was never in the cards yeah. pun intended now hoping for a split wishful thinking was hoping for three out of four right we after the show last night with you and Corey and Ryan, too, we, we all kind of sat there in the post room while I was getting the audio ready to post online, and Corey, Corey just goes, I just have a bad feeling about this series. There's no way they're getting a sweep, and we all know that. We all, we all kind of felt that. It's so hard. It, in baseball in general, it's hard to sweep a four-game series no matter who you're playing. Now you're playing your rival in games that you must win. You're on the hot seat. They've won now. They came in 8 out of 10 yeah. They had the momentum on their side. Yeah, winning getting a sweep is was not going to happen. Yeah. But this was the game that you really thought was the shoe-in victory and I think that's why you and I are frustrated, that's why the chat is so frustrated because the pitching matchup was so, you know, yeah. the percentiles were so different. I mean, the the it was it was yeah. there for the
1: taking. Five hits not going to do it tonight. I see our friend Michael Kalei in the chat for a game they needed. Cy Young, Matt's pitching. They (laughs) lay an egg. No excuses. Ross must go. Jed, you can find another yes man somewhere. Uh, You want me to criticize Ross? And I know some of you probably do just because you're so pissed. I'll, I'll say this. For the team to come out and play like this tonight in a game, like when games matter like this, For David Ross and I, I guess, not have them ready to go or at least make us from a fan perspective feel like they're not ready to go, I think that's worthy of some criticism. So there you go. I I don't know how much that plays into this. Again, Dansby Swanson's been out. I think, if anything, what we've learned over this stretch uh, since the All-Star break is how valuable of a player he is because let's just think about it. Uh, If Swanson's at short, you got Horner at second. Maybe they are playing Morrell at third base uh, consistently. David Ross said on the score the other day that if Swanson was in there, Morrell would be getting more chances at third. At least we'd be seeing some development from him at third base a little bit. Maybe he doesn't make all these bad errors in this game uh, like Patrick Wisdom did tonight. I don't know. I'm just saying, like, I think that's what we all want to see at the very least in terms of the future of this organization. Uh, That's just a little part of it. They see way more than we do in terms of
2: practices, obviously, and things like that. So I don't know. I do trust their judgment when they say – Morrell is not as good of a third base option as Patrick Wisdom, or he's not as good of a third base option as Mastroboni. I I believe them when they say that. Ross said, well, no, Mastraboni he was literally
1: on the score two days ago and said that when Swanson comes back, he's going to get opportunities to play yeah. third, and he was getting, he was starting to get some opportunities at third before Swanson got hurt before the All Star break. But so. what he
2: said was Boney's a better second baseman right now, so that's why he's going to get more opportunities to play there, which is going to, and then they're not comfortable. You mean third yet. base? No, I mean second base. Masturbone, because they put Masturbone at third yesterday, too. Yeah. And I think that they believe right now he's a more polished defender at second and third base. But they're going to give, obviously, Morel, that's the only spot that's going to be available for him. Yeah. But they see more of him than we do. If if they don't think he's a complete polished product at third
1: base, I tend to well, believe them on that. I, and I agree. Like, they know that that's the spot they have to get him to be able to play. Again, all I'm saying is, is – Patrick Wisdom isn't going to be on the next great Cubs team, bro. And so, like, he's got three years of arbitration. It's going to be cheap. Oh my god! You never All right. know. All right, whatever. But you do. But we know that Christopher Morel, twenty-four year old year old Christopher Morel, has to play, be in the lineup every day, and play, and mm-hmm. have to be able to play at one particular position. And so he's the more exciting story, and I think he's got the higher ceiling at third.
2: Absolutely. But. Is this the time to give him that chance to do it? I mean, I guess now Wisdom really had a bad game today, so Dude, he hasn't like, been Dude, I know sharp. that
1: they're not going to do it right now with Swanson out. All I'm saying, the whole point of what I was saying is that if the team was more healthier, as in if Swanson was in the lineup, one, your offense would probably be better, and two, you'd have the better defensive alignment. I guarantee you they'd rather play Patrick Wisdom and DH in, instead of whoever else you know they've had the dh mike talkman a few days this week they've d de- you know they're playing trey mancini at first base because jared young has been bad and they're not right re- they they don't want to bring up Mervis yet which we'll talk a little bit more about that in the second segment like they're the way they're like in a way you think we, they'll give Morell more starts at third than master boney when swanson's healthy yes until or Madrigal's supposed to be back next week it'll be him and then they'll probably put Morell back in dh which And then they would probably you yeah. know, flip it around with him and wisdom some a little bit. We but got like, Gary in the chat. gets Slaughter up for third.
2: Hey, man, we're going to talk a little bit more about guys in the minor leagues right now and guys in this lineup that just straight up aren't hitting. I'm sure you can think of who we're going to mention. I get it. I get that you want Slaughter. I know you've been promising Slaughter. I don't know if, it, I, I don't know if it's going to be him. But it's, we're at the point where it has to be somebody now. Because all, there's too many holes
1: in the lineup. All, all I'm saying is that we're we're seeing how we're seeing how bad this team is without Dansby Swanson. That's all I was saying with that this whole spiel that we've just went on for the last three minutes. So, um, hopefully, he's able to play tomorrow. Yeah, because like they desperately need him so they can put Nico back at second and move. You know, maybe you know be able to move Wisdom and or uh, Morel you know, move wisdom to your DH or help Trey Mancini has been so bad. Maybe you put wisdom over at first base. Like it can't, can't be any worse considering how bad Trey Mancini has been, you know, like he's played a little first base until they bring up Mervis. You know, they're going to call Mervis back up eventually. So that's that's all I'm getting close. Yeah. So it's just a tough situation. And uh, I, again, it goes, it all kind of just goes back to how, I've, I, you know, kudos to everyone who thought this two months ago. Congrats on being right. Like, I'm, at, like, I've, I've accepted. Like, I just think the Cubs are unserious this year with the way that they are managing their players in the minors, uh, and waiting and waiting and waiting until probably after the trade deadline. You know, Gary, you keep complaining about no Jake Slaughter. Yeah, because he's, they. They, they probably will call him up after the trade deadline whenever they were able to move some of these guys off the roster and then they can see what he has you know like it's goes back to Nelson Velasquez Nelson Velasquez was on the roster for most of last year wasn't very good but he's been decent in Iowa this year has a 94 WRC plus on Iowa this year but whatever like it's he, had, he has power he he's driven in runs but what he's been he's had one or two stints with the Cubs this year and they've all been in very short stints hits a grand slam against the Mariners and then they sit him the next day like make it make sense and all you can't make it make sense so all I can think is like they're just unserious about you know they're playing for next year yeah they're playing for next year Mm -hmm. they're they're giving all these guys an opportunity to do like all these veteran guys to do whatever, and they're trying to build, uh, build the young guys that they that they do really like, like a uh, Horner and and you know some, Morrell and all those. Like they're trying to get them going and and trying to turn them into really solid major leaguers. And you know, it's like, gonna take some time, right, yeah. for all these guys. To I don't out. blame people in the chat or anyone listening who doesn't like the process of how they're doing it, because hell, there's things about it that piss me off, but. I've just realized, like, that that's just what it is. I think maybe the Cubs' record's a little bit different if they had done the process a little bit different. Like, for instance, like, I still think Christopher has played so well since coming up that it makes you question why the hell they even started him in the minor leagues, especially with, say, Suzuki starting the year hurt with the team not having a lot of power at all. He's second on the team in homers. <laughs> like, it don't make any sense. Right. Makes you question the process. Makes you question what the hell we're doing. So... You know, I, again, like it's, it. I see a lot a, of things just don't make sense to me.
2: I see a lot of thing. One thing that really doesn't make sense is, and I, I understand we're, we're trying to play couch manager, and a lot of people are saying, well, does Nico need to learn third in the off season? Why, why make one hole another hole? I get that Morrell could play second base. He made a couple really nice plays today. Uh, the first inning made a really nice sliding catch sliding, uh, you know, play out in right field, short right field, threw the guy out, saved two runs. But Nico is a polished second baseman, middle infielder. I'm hesitant to say that moving him to third makes you a better ball club by putting Morrell at second base when Morrell has a stronger arm and Nico and Dansby are so polished up the middle Listen, I I think they would just go out and get a third baseman, man. This is this is what I mean. Just yeah. go out and get a third baseman. There's guys that are going to be available. Just yeah. go out and get one. This, you don't have to sell the
1: farm for Nolan if, Arenado. Go out and get a legitimate third baseman. Like this this topic in general, like it show like it goes back to what I was saying about how they're just unserious. Like if they wanted, if they really wanted to win this year, I think they would have already moved Nico to third and put Morel at second. I. I, I genuinely I feel that if, or at least they would have tried it out just because Morrell plays better at second than he does at third, and Nico is, he's Nico, and yeah, he could play, he could play, he could definitely play. Will he bring the power you need at third base? No, but at least the defense is great. I'm just not going to entertain that because I don't. Again, I'm not entertaining. I'm just saying if they cared about winning this year, they would have started doing that two months ago but they've been just staring the, at this problem with third base and first base all season and just saying, oh, yeah, this has got to change, and these guys got to do this and that, and then just hoping that it happens, and that's it. You know? You know what we need? A big inhale.
2: <sighs> and let it out, just like you would with a sunny side joint. Coming. Oh, look at you, Kevin. Kevin. Sunnyside is your home for judgment-free cannabis shopping, a place where all kinds of visitors are welcome to explore, discover, and purchase a wide array of high-quality products. Sunnyside has everything you need to elevate your summer. One-stop shop for all of your cannabis needs, no matter where you are on your cannabis journey. Easy online ordering, in-store pickup, great transparent loyalty program. Sunnyside rewards Illinois' favorite dispensary. From the city to the suburbs, Wrigleyville to River North, Champaign, over to South Beloit even. Wow, that's pretty cool. I didn't know they had one there. (laughs) An athlete that made me feel good this week, just like Sunnyside did. I'll tell you, man, I have really, really enjoyed the steadiness of both Kyle Hendricks and Jan Gomes. Make me all feel right. real nice and of Young Gomes three hits today. Well, the only good thing about
1: this summer has been the summer of Mike Talkman, so
2: <laughs> the, Sunnyside's got. got a couple cool brands that you can choose from, too. They got gummies and chocolate edibles and things like that. There's the Mindy's brand. Chef Mindy Siegel and Cresco Labs have created these gummies and these edibles that you can try. The gummies are they got a rechargeable vape pen and a cart, perfect for great moments with the crew. Through August, you can head to sunnyside.shop. Use promo code chgo 25 at check out for 25% off your total order one use per customer not stackable with other promotions that's not only for new customers anyone can use that code you can pick up everything you need to elevate your summer but again must be 21 or over and an illinois or an illinois med card holder david in the chat said the cubs need a pregame at sunnyside (laughs) which they could with that location in wrigleyville (laughs) it's <laughs> a great one. Our buddy Corey is always going there. He lives right around the corner from You know it. what
1: goes well with Sunnyside? Hmm. College, all right? Students are just like you, Kevin. There you go. Full-time jobs, families, full-time sports fandoms. Go back to school to earn a respected degree at Lewis University, 35 miles southwest of Chicago in Romeoville, ranked as one of U.S. News and World Report's top-tier colleges. Lewis partners with numerous employers for tuition discounts and offers evening online and blended formats to help you balance work family and education faculty bring real world experience and instruction to the classroom which is immediately relevant to your career we offer career support and academic resources for adult students looking to complete your bachelor's or master's degree or enroll in a professional certificate program lewis has the right program for you lewis offers several career focused programs that will set you up for success. So uh, one that we'd like to highlight, I mean, I've been talking about computer science and data science every time I read this ad, um, but they have other ones such as, uh, you know, criminal su- criminal justice, um, cybersecurity, uh, aviation, business analytics, uh, other business programs and technology programs. Sounds like you just basically be whatever you want to be if you go to Lewis University. Uh, so, discover how a degree from Lewis can help you build a better world. Learn more at lewisu.edu/slash you can do this. Maybe they should send Trey Mancini to Lewis and maybe they'll teach him how to hit again, man. Poor Trey Mancini. <laughs> um, it was, I, I'll tell you. Oh, before we get to that, should we do the super chat? I'm yeah, sorry. no, yeah, sure. Off. Lebowski Ooh. five, ten Ten dollars. Ten dollars. Uh, I haven't seen a Cubs game since they went to Marquee. It seems like they're going back to the way they ran their team from the 90s to 2009. One prospect here and there, free agent here and there. (laughs) That's Uh, exactly what we kind of talked about last night, you know. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I do think the... Actually, I don't know. I
2: they are spending money, but on the wrong guys. Then they don't, They haven't spent money on the big ticket free agent, yeah. because I think that they want to build a team. You know, and they did. They built a team in 2016 that was all pretty much homegrown guys, a few acquisitions here and there. And yeah, that they got is the a big free agent signing of John Lester. Yeah, they you know the, Ben Zobrist. They supplemented and, the roster with yeah. a couple of those. Jason but, Hayward. Yeah. But yeah they've so missed unlucky. that's also before we didn't see you know early on a lot of these superstars getting moved around like they are now and demanding mm-hmm. trades and things like that and you're right uh that that's an okay way to feel it, it 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 can feel frustrating at times when there's a big ticket free agent out there that it just seems like the Cubs are out on and I hate to break it to you guys but if you're feeling any different about that right now they're they're not in they're not in it for any big ticket free agents or uh, big ticket uh trade deadline
1: acquisitions here either I don't so. think anyone's thinking that to be honest with you so oh that's good because you shouldn't be um I guess before we talk about first base like we kind of were should probably mention Nick Madrigal's going on a rehab assignment uh yeah. starting tomorrow in Iowa and the Cubs hope that he's able to come, be back for the cross series next week so uh that re- Nick Madrigal revenge tour or series should be fun yeah it, it'll be good and at least they'll be able to put a, their best defensive third baseman back at f- third which listen for about 50 to 70 at bats i can't remember however many he actually was playing really well and the cubs were playing well because of it um i i can't believe i'm saying it dude but like they've really missed him this i you know the defense at third has been bad highlighted a lot tonight you know like as much as I would, as much as I want to see Morrell play at third base, as soon as this, as soon as the trade deadline is over, because we're on to development, we're on to finding a position for him, we're on to trying to do whatever. Like, I, I know they're gonna have to play. They're gonna want to play magical too. Yeah, I mean, um, and he hasn't boosted enough trade value to move him, and that's what I w- would rather. That's what I want them to do. I want them to trade him because there's just nowhere for them to really play him. His he, his best position is is second base, in my opinion, based for the type of player he is, his player profile. But given the situation that he was in with the Cubs this year, he took he honestly took the the role and. You know, the offense struggled the first handful of months, but the defense was always there. I'll give him that. But, yeah, I, I just hope that when he does come back, the Cubs don't take away opportunities for Morrell to play third. Because cool. at, at that point, it just doesn't matter about mm-hmm. wins and losses. And magical,
2: yeah, it's going to be nice to – Have him come back and have the bat in the lineup, and Mm -hmm. that's something maybe we wouldn't have said a while ago. But listen, he was having a really good June. I mean, he had a one, two, three, four, five, six, seven game hit streak, went hitless on the 29th in Philly, and then two more hits in Cleveland. Uh, had a couple, had a hit that double in Milwaukee that scored a couple runs before he right before he got hurt, the inning before he got hurt. So, yeah, he had had a good series in London, too. Yeah, so Mm. you're right, it's it's um, it will be nice to get Madrigal back, but again. The Cubs should not be struggling because of the lack of Nick Madrigal's bat in the lineup. That speaks to the roster construction, and that speaks to the mediocrity of this team. Nick Madrigal should not be the reason you're winning and losing games. He should not be the savior to the offense no, and things like that. Do you miss not. his bat? Sure, yeah, but, I mean, come on. I mean, any other team contending right now, they'd be like, oh, great, we're getting Madrigal back. That'll be a nice little depth piece. The Cubs are in a completely different situation right now, and that's am Yeah, I'm
1: just – it was basically saying what I was hoping they would have been able to do with him going into the year because, again, like, I just don't see him as the future third baseman for this organization, but – Yeah, Yeah, it would be nice to get him back. That way they at least have a consistently decent uh, defensive third baseman. And, you know, if he hits, then he
2: looks even better. So, yeah. So, you hopefully, you know, next week, I mean, we're already talking about next week. I know it's whatever. We've got a whole series ahead of us here still. But hopefully next week you get Swanson and, and, you know, Madrigal back, two bats that you miss. You miss Dansby obviously a ton. He's your best player. You miss him a ton in a lot of ways. But hopefully, I think tonight's game is really going to get something churning a little bit when it comes to the front office and trying to get somebody up here for the first base position. Yeah. And this is, you feel horrible for Trey Mancini. He's having a really tough year at the plate. Tonight, saw 18 pitches and four at bats. He made contact with four of them. One of them was a foul tip. The other one was a foul ball. Uh, and then finally, that double off the wall had to feel good. But you just see the look on his face when he's rounding the bag and he comes in a second. You feel for him, man. He's really going through it. He's having an awful year at the plate. And it's not getting any better. And Jared Young has two hits you know, in the month of July. One of them was that infield single on the fourth against Milwaukee, that little tapper up to third base. He can't hit. Both of those guys right now, they're just unplayable at the moment and it, you have to look to the minor leagues for a bat is it mervis maybe i hope so i think they're going to give they're definitely going to give them another look do they want to do it now no how much do they care about this series right mm-hmm. this is this is what we mean if it, and if it's not mervis who is it but it has to be somebody at this point man it has to be somebody else yeah. because those two are not they're so- they're not doing anything
1: so Mancini's got a 73 wRC plus runs and with four homers and 250 plate appearances, man. So he's <sighs> a guy. well below league average hitter. If you don't understand WRC plus, 100 is league average. He is... <laughs> Yeah. well past 25% <laughs> below league average in terms of just an offensive hitter in general. And again, you, you he's playing first base and has four home runs for the year, right? Like it's just bad. Mm-hmm. Like I, yeah. and I've said on this podcast, I liked the Trey Mancini signing. I think a lot of people were optimistic about it because he had one bad second half with the Astros that still didn't stop them from winning the world series. But he was a solid player for the Orioles, man. Like he he was he wasn't like great or like Anthony Rizzo or anything like that. And you knew there was like some issues with defense, but like this is he is having the worst season of his career. And it's not getting any better. And I think that And and Jared Young too, like it's only a handful of play appearances, but one home run, sixty nine way to runs career plus and his his war right now is he's got a minus 0.2 F4. So like he, he he's, he's had issues defensively. There's been games where he's made some bad throws. Hasn't fielded the ball. Like it's, it's like anyone the Cubs put over at first base. It feels like it's just an, it, unless it's his name is Cody Bellinger. It feels like it's been a mess out. Uh, and, and even Mervis has had some, you know, he's been decent. He's been a surprise defensively when he was up here. He also had some misplays too. So It's just overall, it's just been awful at first base this year, and so when you ask, (laughs) is it Mervis time again? I think everyone thinks it's Mervis time. I I think it it has to be right. They got to be. You know, Jed's thinking about it.
2: Whether it's this weekend or next week, it's got to be soon. This
1: and this goes back to what I was saying in the first segment. Like this, the organization is unserious. They they should have started the second half of the season, that Boston series. Matt Mervis should have been on the roster, man. And if it wasn't going to be the Boston series, he should have been here for the Washington series. Because at least you're going up against a bad Nationals team that you would probably be able to hit some meatball pitches off of and get your confidence going. And uh, Sharma from The Athletic yeah, so wrote an article a couple days ago, and he mentioned a source that told him that the Cubs are have Mervis working on a particular you know, something related to his stance and his swing and everything down in Iowa right now. And so they 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 clearly care more about development than they do about winning baseball games. And mm-hmm. you spend three hundred million dollars in the offseason and then and then act like this. It just doesn't make any sense. I it didn't just, envision I didn't envision the Cubs acting like this. If I would have known that they were gonna act like this in this year, then no, I wouldn't have predicted the amount of wins that I predicted and I wouldn't have been as optimistic about the team. But like yeah, like this 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 issue alone just shows that they they're hoping that some things work out, but they they've pretty much packed it in, man. Unless Mervis yeah. is on the roster tomorrow. I that's how I feel like I I, and I don't think he will be I don't think we see him until after the trade deadline to be honest with you so I I, they're going to keep running Mancini out there they're going to run I mean how they're not even giving Jared Young any plate appearances against righties anymore (laughs) I mean and that was their whole thing they called him up for him to specifically play against right-handed pitchers and it's been he's not it's been so bad he's not even getting the opportunity anymore it's almost a waste for jared young to be here because he was tearing it up in iowa Mm -hmm. his confidence has to be shot right now because he's not getting any play appearances he's in the doghouse pretty much it's crazy how he's not getting any play appearances considering how many other times that they give barnhart mancini all this you know the list list goes on they david ross continues to give those guys opportunities but again like we knew that jared young was you know he's a 27 year old like career minor leaguer like mm-hmm. it's but that's what i mean it is If he's what not it is. getting
2: opportunities and you're right his confidence is probably pretty low right now yeah send him back down i agree like i think send everyone him back in the down. chat agrees too he's not even a pinch <laughs> hit option what did what did Corey say last night when they brought up Yan Gomes to pinch hit <laughs> against Antini. the righty yeah. they didn't bring jared young in to face yeah. the righty they brought in Young not <laughs> he's not playable right now so this yeah. is this is what i mean is this is the part that I'm, I'm starting to struggle with. The understanding is, again, I'm sure they have a plan for it. But after watching Mancini again tonight, and there has to be another plan at first base. It has to be somebody from the minor leagues. I think it has to be Mervis. I don't know if it's going to be Mervis. I don't know when they're going to call him up. But I don't know. Again, it, th- this is all about you're right. They, they definitely want to give him... All the opportunities in the minors to get the confidence up, work on the swing, come get ready for major league pitching. I get it. I I do get that. But, dude, you can also make a push for it here, but you can't when you're 27th in the major leagues in home runs from the first base position. That's just (laughs) not how you win baseball games. Yeah, man. And I'm sorry. I like Trey Mancini a lot. He's just not playable right now. And I think that that is a conversation that is going to – they're not going to cut him. He's on a two-year deal. But it's time for somebody from AAA to come up and try and give it a shot because enough of this no production at first base. Yep. This is a big series. You're playing – you got the Cardinals three more times and then you got them down at Bush Stadium next week. Bring up Mervis. Bring up – I don't yeah it's got to be Mervis right bring up Mervis let him start swinging the baddies it has to happen and I was I didn't want to be the Mervis guy first off but now I'm
1: now I'm going to be the Mervis guy because it's (laughs) enough is enough here at first base Uh, we got a super chat from Joe Um, 499 nothing will change until Jed is gone in my opinion Jed is half the problem the other half is the players underperforming listen I I don't know if you're in my Twitter space the other night and I don't know if a lot of people were in my Twitter space the other night, but uh, we didn't have a show Monday. So after they lost the uh, nationals in game one, of I series, I did Twitter space and mm-hmm. just talked a lot about how Jed has failed the organization this year. Has he failed the organization completely? No, because I do think he's made some good trades. The Swanson deals worked out. I, he has a higher war than any of the other shortstops that signed this year. Um, you know they 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 talked a ton about the up the middle defense that has been good. Bellinger has bounced back. That was a good signing. I'm, we're going to trade him and hopefully get someone who can impact this team next year. Unfortunately, as much as I'd love to keep him, yeah, everyone been, knows my it's thoughts. It's been the clutch situations. They, yeah, like he's he made some good moves, but also some bad moves. Right, like Barnhart, you know he hasn't. You can't really measure game calling, whatever. Either way. Eh. It hasn't been great, uh, Mancini. We we're just talking about it. Not great. Uh, you know, some of the you know Fulmer was uh, struggling at the beginning. He's figured it out, so that one's turned itself around. Like they, they've had too many non-productive players, whether they were from internally that they continue to give chances to, or these these veteran free agent guys that Mm -hmm. are they're hoping for a bounce back like Eric Hosmer for example I didn't mention him like like yeah yeah Yeah, that was a mess and like even last season they did the same thing it's all part of like the this quote-unquote rebuild we were told wasn't a rebuild I do think in terms of like building the farm system back up he's done a good job like they're a top 10 farm system now they were a bottom 10 farm system whenever he took over the job uh it's unfortunate though that like a lot of the the like top tier ones aren't going to make their debuts until next year. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it's just been tough going through some of these guys. And that's like the only positive of what the second half of the season is going to be after the deadline is we will probably see Caleb Killian get another, get another opportunity in the, whether it's in the rotation or the bullpen, whatever. I'm, I'm, I feel like we'll probably see him. We'll probably see Jordan Wicks. We'll probably see Ben Brown as far as pitchers you know which will be great yeah it'll be it'll, it will at least be intriguing to watch more intriguing than last but it's not what we half. wanted this year no it's definitely not those what aren't I wanted. meaningful
2: games if those guys no. are pitching in september they're not meaningful games Right. you're right it's no offense to those guys well, they could just, be a part
1: of the future but you, those are the types of guys that you try to whenever you're winning bring in and hopefully get an extra boost right this exactly, is the, supplementing be, your roster yeah, when you they'll need be, it. They'll be coming yes. up and getting a cup of coffee and we'll see a couple starts and you know we'll you know we'll see what happens. But like basically going back to his super chat, for me at least, I do think, you know, they've the farm system at least has gotten better. And again, it was a bottom ten one before Jed took over. So Unfortunately, like I said, like all of the really top tier ones, you know, they're really young still, so we're not gonna see them. And you know, hopefully, we see Alexander Canario. I know all y'all want to see Nelson Velasquez get some consistent at bats and see if he can build off. I would like to know, see Velasquez back up. Yeah. build off his season. You know, like, yeah, I, I'm with you. That's again, that's the only good thing about the second half of the season after they sell some of these dudes. So, um, yeah, we'll get I guess to-, to round it out, I. I just think that Jed definitely deserves a lot of criticism. I don't think he's been the worst, uh, the worst GM or whatever, or uh, VP of baseball operations in baseball or anything like that. But there's definitely a lot of criticism. It seems like he's too conservative in free agency. Could have brought in some other dudes uh, to, you know, to play first base or third base, right? So. You know, mm-hmm. yeah, there's definitely room for criticism there. Cubs lose 7-2 to to the Cardinals in the opener tonight. Marcus Stroman,
2: 3-2, loses to Steven Matz. Ryan Herrera getting ready to join us from the ballpark. Let's pay some bills first.
1: Yeah, uh, I'm sure when he was at beautiful, historic Wrigley Field before the sun went down, he had his Shady Rays on there in the press box. Take on the sun with gear built to last. Our friends at Shady Rays have you covered for the warm weather ahead with premium polarized shades at an affordable price shady rays is an independent sunglasses company that offers a world-class product that's just as good as any expensive pair we've worn durable frames and extremely clear optics for outdoor adventures that's not all shady rays offers the most insane protection in all of eyewear every pair of sunglasses is backed by lost and broken replacements if you lose or break your pair even on day one they told us they will send you a brand new pair no questions asked Wear your Shady Rays with confidence because they have your back long after you purchase. Together with their customers, Shady Rays is providing much-needed support to non-profit partners across the U.S. through Shady Rays Impact from building play sets for pediatric cancer patients to providing young adults with MS the outdoor adventure of a lifetime. Shady Rays is making an impact in your community and others like it now for years to come. If you don't love your Shady Rays Exchange... For a new pair or return them for free within 30 days, there's no risk. When you shop, their team always has your back. Exclusively for our listeners, that includes all y'all in the chat, uh, Shady Rays is giving out their best deal of the season. Go to ShadyRays.com and use code CHGO for 50% off two pairs of polarized sunglasses. Try for yourself the Shades rated five stars by over 250,000 people. Kevin, I'm sure they'll look real nice on you when you're out at the Cog Hill or that CHDO kickoff yeah, classic. Yeah, I got my
2: Shady race sitting on my dresser back home. I'm going to use them at a scramble this weekend. I'm going to use that scramble to get ready for this golf, outer, uh, gol- golf outing Excuse me, on August 25th, the CHDO kickoff classic at Cog Hill. I mean, this is going to be really Cog Hill, one of the nicest courses around. If you've ever played it, if you're listening, you've ever played it, you're going to want to check this out. I mean, seriously, it's a great course. All the people from CHGO, all the talent, we're all going to be there. It's going to be 18 holes of golf. Going to have a cart. Cody said he's going to drive the cart because he doesn't want to play, but I think we're going to have to make him play at least a I few mean, holes.
1: Can I just, like, do best ball with someone? You know what that is? Yeah. Yeah. yeah I will do yeah, best ball scramble. with someone. Just, like, let me uh, – if I hit it and it sucks, we'll, we'll take yours.
0: <laughs> I'm a horrible golfer, There's, too, so I'm going to be drinking, honestly, the whole awful. time. There Ryan, we go. Ryan
1: has seen my, like, swing at the Sluggers' batting cages – I mean, my golf swing can't be any better than my my bat swing yeah, at, different at, at sluggers, right? Like, well, as so. long as you're not as long as you're not
2: on, you know, in my foursome or ahead of me, that's fine. Just play behind me. It's all good. I'm just kidding. I'm just I'm just joking. I don't
1: care whatever, man. There's going to
2: be a whole contest, a bunch of giveaways and prizes. You're going to have lunch provided, drinks, ceremony after the round. Best part is, if you're a diehard, big time discount for this guys. I mean, it's really a win-win. Who doesn't like playing golf? And now you get to do it with some of your best uh, Chicago media personalities. Podcasts and live shows, every team, every day. Post-game shows, all this uh, possible with CHGO. Uh, Again, you're going to find and with the Die Hard. Again, great discount here for the CHGO uh, Cog Hill Classic. Again, August 25th. Look it up on our website if you don't know when it is. It's going to start at 9 a.m., 18 holes, bunch of fun stuff. And our guy Ryan Herrera is going to join us. I bet he's going to be at Cog Hill. I don't know how much of a golfer he is. I know he's a good softball
0: player, but I don't know
2: if he's a golfer. Ryan, are you a golfer?
0: I'm not at all a golfer. I've golfed once in my life and I made a very nice putt and I thought that was <laughs> I thought that was great. But yeah.
2: No, are you I, are you gonna play?
0: <laughs> uh we'll see. I might just join Jody uh Jody. I might just join Cody on the uh the golf cart with a three Oh two-way. yeah,
1: we'll be drinking Goose yeah. Islands just enjoying <laughs> the weather. Maybe we'll both wear Hawaiians. <laughs> Or we'll wear that polo that comes with it. That's uh,
2: the CHO Pins and Aces. I one. totally forgot to mention that. Also, if you go to this, you get Pins and Aces gear,
1: a polo, everybody. It's like so, a free golf golf shirt, Pins and Aces shirt, right? Golf shirts yeah. are great. We right. also have the – we should probably mention, we also have the Crosstown Series takeover next week, uh, July 26th, Cubs at Sox. Uh, we're doing a pregame meetup at 4 o'clock at the Carrick Pub in Oak Forest. Um, and then uh, we'll be shuttled to uh, Guaranteed Rate Field – Game starts at 7 We'll be in Section 529. So if you get a ticket, go to allchgo.com, hit it, and get it, and you get a t- one of the free T-shirts that's on the screen right now. Obviously, y'all probably want the Cubs one, which is on the left side of the screen. Uh, and, uh, yeah, we'll hang out with uh, our Sox friends who also probably are a little bit more miserable than us, if that makes you feel any better. Yeah, hard. they're about to lose half their team. <laughs> So. And they're supposed to be in their winning window. So, I mean, if, if there's anything that makes me feel better about the Cubs, it's the White Sox. Yeah, that'll so. be a fun one, <laughs> August uh, or July 26th, next week. Yeah. I'll be LCH, out there at that game. Allchgo.com so. to get your ticket. Um, again, diehards get 20% off, like Kevin said. Uh, but, uh, yeah, the ticket gets you the shirt, and you get to go to the game uh, included with it. So yeah. should be a lot of fun. Hope to see you guys out there. Anyway, hello, Ryan. Ryan Herrera. Yeah, what's up, Ryan? Yeah.
0: Um, <laughs> yeah I, I, there's not a whole lot yeah, we I, have yeah, to I, say either. I'm sure. I mean, I've been kind of looking through the chat a little bit while I've been waiting, and I'm um, not happy. I'm, I'm very positive that people are not happy.
1: You don't um, think so? Yeah, you don't yeah, think right? so, Ryan? Uh,
0: I don't know what else there is to say about this team at this point. You know, It feels like.
1: Can we get team, a Ryan Herrera rant? Oh, well, man. Uh,
0: it's not gonna be a complete rant but it's just you know the thoughts i've been having is you look at just the whole season right honestly you've seen the trends all season that they they feel like they're taking a positive step forward and then they take a they they feel like they take a big pretty big step back like it's you go back to that that road trip i think to begin may and the miami and in washington when you know miami's better than we give them credit for washington obviously isn't you know and they I think they went one and one and six in that road trip. Um, you know, they have an awful May. June, they you know win 11 of 13 games. Feels like they're taking a, a pretty big step forward. They lose that one in St. Louis, and then they you know come back down to earth where they were at. And, um, you know, they get the all-star break at, yeah, right after they split in Milwaukee, won two of three in New York, uh, and they come out and lose a series to Boston. And here you go, they, they found a little bit of consistency for two games right against Washington put up a lot of runs on them. Granted, again, it is Washington. Like they're not, a, not a good team. Um, Cubs put up a, lot, a bunch of runs on them and then they come out today, arguably their best starter on the mound against Owen seven, Stephen Matz. Um, and they don't really get anything going. And, and Patrick wisdom is, you know, makes two official errors should probably should have been three at third base. Um, Stroman that obviously doesn't help him, but he's not at his best. He said he felt off a little mechanically. Um, and it's just, yeah, it's it's they they do they do stuff right for a couple of days, and then they fall back into the old pattern of the offense doesn't really get anything going. The defense, who you know, we talked about, the team is supposed to be built on defense, um, and they make a couple errors that lead to to bigger innings. Or you know, I think I think Wisdom's errors ended up costing Stroman, you know, about three runs, and not not all officially because of that that third error, quote unquote, wasn't ruled an error, um, but it's it's overall, this team can't find the consistency. And that's something that Jared wrote about the other day, um, just about this team. It was after that, the, the 17-3, 17-4, whatever that game was two days ago. Um, and Jared just kind of wrote like they're in this, the last of the important stretches, right? Like there's no other important stretch following this. It's like, you gotta be good in this stretch and they have to be consistent. Um, and they did that for one day and then they kind of fell back and and felt like they take a step back today. It's tough. You have you have a you have a a fourth place Cardinals team. I think they were like two and a half games behind the Cubs at this point. So it's not like they're miles behind the Cubs, Um, but you have a fourth place Cardinals team coming here for four games. The opportunity to do what Jed said a week ago and 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 get closer to 500. Maybe, you know, the Brewers and the Reds um, won earlier today, so they weren't going to get any closer in the division, but they're not going to lose a game. Um, and they come out and just don't look good, right? It's just yeah. that that was the game. And, I mean, I, it's it's tough to say games are, like, on a, on a, on a game-by-game basis, it's, it's tough to say it, like, this one is a must-win, right, just on a daily basis because – Baseball happens at any. The worst team, the A's, have like 27 wins, right? So they have to win. The worst. Gian Gomes
2: get an inside the park home run. Right. Yeah, baseball twice, twice. yeah. Baseball happens.
0: Baseball happens, and and the worst teams can win on any given day because that's baseball. Um. So that's what I'm saying is like it's, it's tough to say any game is a must win, but considering now you're at what 10 games left until the trade deadline, you're you're eight and a half games back of uh, first place you're six games below 500, like you, they, they really do feel like every game going forward is a must-win game at this point. Like, I guess it's, it's a non-zero chance, so to speak, that they could buy. Like, there is a possibility out there as a scenario where they're not sellers, but losing this game today, it, it feels like it's, like that that is almost the nail in the coffin, so to speak.
2: Yeah, and I think it's just frustrating because You had everything you needed to tonight. You're coming off a series where you put up a lot of runs. Your offense was on one, especially in that second game, 17 runs. Tonight you have Stroman going up against one of the worst pitchers in the National League. And you lay down. And I think it's more frustrating because it's the Cardinals. And, yes, you have a chance to really put them away here with this series. But you also have a chance to climb back into first. And you just, nobody's questioning effort. They're out there trying every night. It's just, for some reason, the Brewers and Cardinals games, in the games that they should have, they just can't find a way in the clutch to make it happen. Suzuki leaves the bases loaded. He hit it hard. The ball just didn't fall. Guys left in scoring position again tonight. They they seem to have the opportunities, and I think just because it's the Cardinals is what makes it super frustrating. And I'm sure the locker room felt that tonight, too.
0: Yeah, I obviously wasn't a uh, happy locker room. The guys got out of there pretty quickly. Um, yeah, it's, it's it's just a frustrating one all around. I, I don't even think it has anything to do with the Cardinals themselves. Right? It's just like they're, like you said, like these guys are out there and they, and they compete, right? The Cubs didn't come into the season intending to sell from the front office all the way down to the players, obviously. Like they all want to win these games. They all want to be 10 days from now in a position where they're, they're buying and and making additions they all want to do that and um you know especially at a player level like player players aren't going out there to lose games because they're not they're not paid to lose games um so they obviously they care and they want to win these these games but it's just yeah it's a frustrating one when you're leaving what you're one for nine or one for eight with runners in scoring position you leave nine guys on base and it goes back to what i said yeah it goes back to what i said it's like it's like they're not that that long stretch where it felt like they were just struggling you know game in game out and it was like remember ross saying multiple times at, at different times that you know we just can't get the big hit with a guy in scoring position can't get him home they can't get the big hit and that was it today right they had they had a few chances maybe make some noise and just didn't get the big hit when they needed it and it's kind of the story of the year, right? And that's, it's the clutch moments is what we've talked about. The, the, the clutch, high leverage type moments that uh, the Cubs have struggled with. And that's, that's basically been the entire year for them. So yeah, I, I'm with you in that. It's, you know, the clubhouse obviously isn't happy to lose these games. They're frustrated, but, you know, the, they're going to, they're going to continue to say, you know, come, you know, Stroman, because was kind of asked about it, you know, about how do you, how do you finish this pretty important homestand strong? And he, you know, Player speak, obviously, is, is, you know, wash it, come back tomorrow, try to get a W. That's what they all say. Um, and that's in, in you know, in, in a regular world, that's a great mindset to have is like, forget about this day, move on to the next one, try to win tomorrow. But you're in a world right now where you're so far, you're basically hanging on by a thread to potentially buying at the deadline you can't just keep saying "wash it try to win tomorrow like you have to win tomorrow you have to win the next day you have to win the day after that and it's yeah it's 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 very frustrating for those guys I'll tell you that
1: yeah our YouTube chat is an absolute shambles but I did see one comment of someone asking if you were able to talk to Wisdom after the game and obviously he had an impact, a big impact in how the results happened tonight with the error in the first inning and I think also in the second inning. Um Yeah, were you able to talk to Patrick Wisdom?
0: Yeah, we weren't able to talk to Wisdom. Um, You know, yeah, I, we talked to Ross, said he was kind of being evaluated, obviously got hit in the head fastball
1: yeah um, I'm sorry I didn't even mention that I completely (laughs) forgot that that happened when it happened I was surprised he stayed in the game
0: yeah which you know credit to him that he did Um, but just with that you never really know had stuff um, stayed in the game I think he came out a little bit later in the game I I guess we didn't really he's Ross said he was still kind of you know talking to trainers being evaluated we'll have more of an update on that tomorrow Um, but was I think the way he ended it was like he's just angry Right, like, and I think that's uh, obviously getting hit in the head with a fastball would piss anyone off. Um, but I also think for Patrick Wisdom, you know, a guy that another guy that just cares cares about you know winning games um, and just the way he played in the field, I'm sure that also played into being angry. And I it was yeah. maybe he, you know he's a guy that certainly could use a flushing of this game and trying to come back and win tomorrow. Uh, so no, we didn't get to talk to Wisdom. Hopefully, get to talk to him tomorrow, an update on how he feels. Talk to him about the game and, and, and what happened but tonight no we weren't
2: able to we hope Pat's all right definitely sending him well wishes. a scary moment I mean anytime yeah. 96 mile an hour to the helmet I mean scary stuff we really hope he's good but switching to the other part of the diamond across the infield it's the it's the evergreen question of the year right the first base position but again tonight Trey Mancini finally put the ball in play had a nice double at the end but 18 pitches, only makes contact with four of them. One of them's, Two of them are foul balls, one's a foul tip. He's really going through it at the plate right now. Jared Young is not getting looks at all because of how much he struggled. It has to be just, just watching. And it doesn't have to be Mervis, although Mervis is the most obvious choice. It has to be somebody else at first base right and it has to be soon it has to be like in the next day to in in the next week it has to be
0: yeah I think I you know as what I said the other day is is that with Mervis is like you're you're in a position like right now like this is this is like over the last week obviously like the Cubs are in a position right now where they have to win games could you make the argument that Mervis having up having him up here would he have helped them win games? Possibly. Did the numbers that he had his first stint up here show that that's a certainty? No. So this whole last couple of weeks, and, and you know, maybe you could add Mervis up, but obviously, winning the games is more important than developing a guy at first base. Like the the, right. the winning obviously took precedence. And again, you can make the argument that Mervis could have helped. I don't know that for sure, so I won't make that argument myself. Now that we're kind of in a position where. You know if the Cubs don't like sweep the rest of these games it may come to a point where that whole buying thing is just you know out of out the window um, then obviously I think you're gonna see Mervis he, he may be up you know soon who knows um, but I don't I don't think it's as far I think once they kind of have made their decision of what they're going to do and if that decision is going the you know the direction Cubs fans don't want them to do at the deadline like I would imagine even if he's not up in the next couple of days, like he will be up relatively soon and will get the bulk of the playing time at first base. I think as long, as long as they sell, as long as they sell, which I think right now is the expectation. Uh, Mervis will be up and he should get the majority of the playing time. See what you got in the guy. If you're in a position where you're not battling for the playoffs anymore, see what you got. See if you need to really invest in that position or can this guy start to make those adjustments that, you've been wanting I'm to see it the before Club.
2: then though you know I'm, I'm talking about even before that what if if we're not playing you know if Jared Young's sitting on the spell. bench yeah <laughs> well, I, and I didn't want to be the Mervis guy like early on in the year I said yeah maybe give him a little bit of time but Dude, they are getting no production out of first base, and Jared Young's not even playing. I mean, what what are we doing with what are we doing here with that? You know, there's, send him back down and bring somebody else back up. But it doesn't wait, have to be Mervis. Well, bring a know, bat back Mervis. up. That,
0: that's, what I, that's what I'm getting at with the Mervis specifically. You asked about Mervis. I yeah. I don't. I can't sit here and say you're trying to win games. Matt Mervis is going to help you win games. I can't because we saw him struggle his first tenure. That's that's where I'm coming from. Mervis. Could you argue a different bat? Right, like Gary Ross. Our, our good friend really really wants to shake Slaughter up right now <laughs> um, could you argue for someone else sure uh, but I uh, mean you asked the question about Mervis and that's where I'm coming from is I can't say with any certainty Mervis does any better than what they're getting right now
2: yeah that's fair I just think it has to, it has to be somebody else right now you know if you if you're this, serious about winning this the, series it's got to be somebody else
1: but, but I just don't think the Cubs are serious about winning this series, or else they would have already called Mervis up. Who knows? They w- I feel like they would have done so many other things earlier in the year, as far as calling other guys up to give them an opportunity when guys weren't playing well. In, in the and, chat, in the chat, saying Mervis
2: isn't going to make that big of it. I'm not saying that he's going to come in and be the savior. I'm just saying he's he hits the ball hard. He puts the ball in the air. I know he struck out a ton, but it the, something needs to change at the first base position. And We'll see him after the deadline, man. Right. Don't, don't uh, worry. A positive note: We if it changes. I'll be surprised. Any anything else new? I know Madrigal's going down for stint in Iowa. Any update? Did you get to maybe? Is Dansby going to play tomorrow? Yeah. Did okay. you get to run a one liner past Dansby? Hey, you playing tomorrow?
0: No. Uh, we no, we didn't get to talk to Dansby. Madrigal, yeah, yeah, he's going. He left today, and he's gonna start his rehab assignment with Iowa tomorrow. Dansby, I, you know, Ross still says the hope is that he'll play at some point this weekend. We'll see. I, I, d- during during the series is the hope. I don't know if that's tomorrow. I don't know if that's Sunday. Um, they're hoping at some point in this series. We'll see. Um, they obviously would like to have Dansby back as soon as possible when they're in this position right now. They obviously didn't want him to miss this much time to begin with, um, but they obviously want his. You know, he, I think he. You know, his, at least his defense, right? At least to have his defense in there. Um, they want him back in the lineup as soon as possible. So we'll see. Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, Cole in the chat says that he thinks that I look like I've moved on from anger to sadness, and he's correct. I have moved on from anger to sadness. The good news guys is we're all gonna die someday. I mean what what else is there to say there's this team is unserious the what, fa- like what it, stage of grief is acceptance? I don't remember I, it's I'll, one of them in there we 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 I, I I said this, Ryan before you joined the show like at the beginning like We've clearly seen how bad this team is without Dansby Swanson. So you've seen the value that Dansby Swanson brings this team, but also we've just seen other, like with all, like despite all the good performance we've got out of starting pitching and Cody Bellinger and Nico Horner's defense, and you know the some of the hot stretches he's been with the bat, and you know Sezuki's hot right now. Finally, thank God, uh, Ian Happ, you know gets on base a ton, but he's not slugging. Whatever. Despite all the good that we've seen with this team, like there's been so much more bad, and it's not even from their best players. It's from all these guys that they just keep running out there, like Trey Mancini and all this. And it's just like Mm -hmm. the Cubs are unserious this year. They just they, I I I have it took it took April May June it took three months. Four months for me to finally realize that this organization is unserious about this year. So, again, congratulations to everyone who told me that they were and said that I would end up in this position. I guess I can go home, put a clown mask on, put it on the Internet for everyone to see. Maybe Photoshop my face on the Mr. Rogers gif. I have that on my desktop at home. Like I can tweet it out for you to make you feel better about being right. Congratulations about being right. I'm sure that's all you wanted was to be right more than the Cubs would be good. Like whatever like, it's that? Yes. I have entered sadness mode. I hate the fact that I was completely wrong about this team. I, I like they had to sweep the nationals and they had, they had, if they were going to sweep the nationals, they had to win three of four of this series. And well, they lost this game against the nationals and that means they had to sweep the series and they didn't like it's, it's over. I'm sorry. That's where I'm at. Like, It's been an absolute failure from Jed Hoyer this year. Just in this year alone, it's been an absolute failure. You spent $300 million in the offseason, and we're selling at the deadline again. Make it make sense. Fire them all into the sun. 7-2
2: loss to the Cardinals. Let's get to who you got before we get on out of here tonight. This was a tough one because, again, five hits tonight from the Cubs offense. I mean, not a lot to choose from. Again, three of the hits came from Jan Gomes. So, uh I definitely did not win Nico Morell, Hap Mancini, Amaya.
1: <laughs> I mean, Mancini. <laughs> <laughs> he, trying to manifest yeah. it. I don't know. I was uh, trying to manifest Hap. He had another bad night, man. I Murrell, really
0: Morell had a walk in an RBI. One of the two RBIs of the day.
1: That's got to be I mean, that's got to be
2: a winner know. then. Wow. Yeah, I mean, Morell Morell's got to be a winner
1: because <laughs> the rest of that <laughs> Nico Nico had two walks. Okay. Um, Amaya had a no walk with two strikeouts yeah I'd say Morrell well Mancini had the double he was the one the one extra base hit of the of the of everyone oh uh, yeah Mancini, Mancini did have the, the, double. the one double no <laughs> Brendan's in the chat saying let's go oh man. <laughs> <laughs> oh man Ryan good for you man you're in first place still who you got
0: I think I'm just, I'm just building my lead in first place. I think.
1: And there you go. Well, yeah, I guess we give it to uh, Ryan because his guy did drive in one of the two runs. Cubs could so, take some yeah, notes. So yeah, he uh, he uh, Ryan leads. He now officially leads all of us. Uh, yeah. So Incredible. congratulations. Man. The most important thing about the entire season of which is who you got. Ryan Herrera officially takes the lead. Luke Stuckmeyer's got some building to do. When he comes back next week, I was told today. Oh, man, you buried the lead. We buried the lead. If you stayed for the entire show, you know now that Luke Stuckmeyer will be back sometime next week. I want to say he'll be here Tuesday. Are
0: you saying saying he's finally done drinking margaritas on the beach in Mexico?
1: Well, he never went to Mexico. You see his tweet yesterday. He was in Arlington Heights. He's a staycation, man.
0: I I think he was in Mexico for, like, the first – three and a half weeks of it, you know?
1: Maybe, yeah. No, he's finally done living it up on the beach in Mexico and traveling the world and, you know, doing everything he can to be away from the Chicago Cubs, and I guess us too. He said, finally, I got to come back and help the boys feel better, so... Right. He,
2: he really is a positive presence when the Cubs lose <laughs> these big games. He really does, he does manage to keep laugh. us kind of on the tracks. So, <laughs> yeah, Stucky's back next week. That's big news. Uh, that's the biggest news of the night. Uh, we Cubs have, lose 7-2 to two tonight. We got one more super chat. We have chat. one
1: more super chat from Mariano, who sent us a bunch last night, too, so we should definitely read this yeah, one. Yeah, I appreciate you, Mariano. Uh, Ross's lineup construction is terrible. Why leave Talkman out of the lineup? Mancini at first is a disaster. Uh, He's got no other options right now. I mean, the reason that Tachman like and whether you want to be happy with it or not. The reason that he was out of the lineup is because he's just not nearly as good as against lefties as he is righties. Um, And Steven Matz's numbers say that righties have mashed him. Hitters were hitting over 300 against him, but not tonight, of course, because he's playing the Cubs. Um, So, yeah, that's why Tachman wasn't in there. And Mancini again, like we talked about it, it ends like who else is going to play out there right now? Chordo trade Luke, trade Luke. <laughs> I Can agree we trade with Luke va- for sh- for Otani?
2: I agree with Luke's <laughs> vacation strategy, Cole Blair. Yeah, yeah I, got, I guess I have to say I have to pick up for Luke. I pick up the assist there. I have to say all the people that agree with him. So. Yeah, bad news. Cubs lose tonight 7-2. to They're 45-51. They're eight and They're 8.5 back of first place once again with the Brewers and Reds both winning. The good news, Luke Stuckmeyer will be back in just a couple of days. But, Ryan, thanks for joining us from the ballpark. Thanks to all of you in the chat today. Tough loss for the Cubs. Three more. Justin Steele goes tomorrow. You got me, something uh, else?
1: Pre and post tomorrow. For sure, pre. Like last Sweet. night, I said at the end of the show that we were going to do pre today. I was wrong. I lied to you. I'm sorry. We definitely are doing pre game before tomorrow's game, and then we'll do post. It's me and Corey, and then obviously Ryan will be at the park. So, great. and be miserable that. with all of us.
2: Well, I definitely am looking forward to that. A Friday 120 tomorrow. Justin Steele is on the mound. Hopefully can get the Cubs back in the wind column. Thanks for checking out the CHGO Cubs podcast. Again, back tomorrow, pre and post game. Let's try and fly the W tomorrow.